Hello and welcome to the Witches Podcast. Um, you are joining me solo today. Australia, can you believe this? Um, grab a cup of tea um, or coffee if that's your preference um, because we're just about to go into the Witches Tea Party. Um, solo host Amanda Fisher today, uh, Tantric Witch on all things wonderfully woman and witchy. Um, and as we settle in today, we're going to be talking about angels and archangels. I was completely drawn to this topic when um, we mentioned that I was going to go solo this week, purely because of crazy schedules, new clients, um, toddlers, just life in general. It came very quickly. I was lying in bed one night and just thought, what am I going to do this podcast on? I'll just pick a topic from the witch's hat as normal. And went, no. No way, this is a perfect opportunity to talk about angels. Now, this is especially important or um, it's special for me and Ellen because this is how we met. Um, I'm guessing about six years ago or so. And I actually pulled out, um, she will just laugh at the fact that I've kept this. This is from her original workshop that I attended, an angel healing one day seminar um, by myangeltherapy.com and I thought what is this um, and it was nine to five it's funny because I remember my actual memory of this was only a few hours so it just went super quick and one of my very 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 best friends Lisa Yates um, or Elias she goes under two names she's got her maiden name and her <laughs> marriage name um, we became best friends I remember watching her come in and um, she was the last one in the group and I thought, oh, here we go. Who's this? She came in with her own chair. She came in late, bumbled around. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll just put my pew here, get my blanket ready. I thought, oh, there's always one, isn't there? There's always one in the group. Turns up late. <laughs> and turns out to be my very, very best friend who I love and adore and will support for the rest of your life. Um, now you've buggered off to Boston, but there we go. That's okay. So yes, yeah, so I've pulled out this gorgeous, the divine program, and she lists all different types of archangels, um, starting with Mother Mary, Queen of Angels. I love that. Um, she's also got a message from Archangel. And I do remember that we actually were given our own individual angel. And I remember Ellen saying that she could see like a soft pink side of me and that my angel was telling me something. It was all very to do with love and light and, ah, oh, she just made me feel so at ease. Um, so I can't believe after all this time I've kept this, I've traveled this around with me everywhere I go. Um, and I will have a reread of this tonight actually. Um, so I have done some research for today. I'm not just gonna sit here babbling on um, to myself. I got my Bible out. I've got two gorgeous books I'm going to be referencing throughout the show, and um, one of which was written by Doreen Virtue, PhD, um, Archangels and Ascended Masters, who again, I think I'm positive that I brought this over from the UK with me. There's some things that just travel around with me everywhere I go, um, and a gorgeous Bible that was given to me by a Christian friend. Um, it's leather bound, it's in this gorgeous case, it's actually a study Bible. So it gives extra notes and kind of a translation. Um, because when I thought about the topic of angels, I'm also going to be covering my own experience of angels and um, lots of my friends who argue and say, nah, they don't exist. Um, and also my mum, 
uh, recounts seeing one. My mum and my stepdad both claim to have seen an angel. Um, so I'm going to be telling that story later on as well. So if you are tuning in, um, I am going on a little bit earlier than scheduled, um, but do feel free, write the notes, any messages, and I can mention them if they are appropriate. So um, let me begin. I'm just playing around with this laptop because I should be able to play music and make little audio effects, and it just doesn't want to let me today. Let's see this one. I wonder if that comes through. That's a clap. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Oh, I think it's because I have my volume down. There we go. We've got no toddler here today, so I can give it my full attention. Awesome. Okay, so I started with the Bible because um, this was my first reference of angels. I, I'm not sure if this is for you, but when I thought about it, the longer and longer I think about it, the more bizarre it is that we are taught in England. I brought up in a um, Church of England school and I was baptized and we're just taught angels exist and that's that. Sorry, there's so much rain in the background. I'm just going to reduce this down a little bit. We're told about angels early on in the Bible and we all take it for granted that they exist. Now we are talking about an esoteric being of light from another world. <laughs> this isn't just getting your head around a little baby Jesus. This is a whole other being from another world who in essence, when it's depicted, uh, is displayed up in the sky, way bigger than a human being. Like we're talking gigantic, humongous, whoa, in the sky, delivering messages of God. And we all just go, oh yeah, okay, yeah. And, and we have nativity plays, and we dress up, and we, we've got baby Jesus, Mother Mary, Joseph in, in the in the in the stables, and an angel. And I always want to dress up as an angel, obviously. End up being Mother Mary. Another story. Uh, we have photographic evidence of that, Mum. If you wanted to send in a photo of that. <laughs> oh, how ironic. Um, but yeah, we just take it for granted. Yeah, angels exist. We're taught about angels. Angels are there. And indeed, Steiner schools with Waldorf Steiner, who originated, who originated the schools, I believe, in the 1970s. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and they teach archangels. They're like, yeah, there's archangels, Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Michael. And I love that because that's not in your average school curriculum. Um, so the fact, I went back to my Bible, I looked this up. There's a lot of mention of angels in Luke okay now the first reference I could find again if I get this wrong please don't persecute me I'm sorry um, but I've got it in Luke 1 verse 11 then an angel of the Lord appeared to him when this is about Zachariah standing on the right side of the altar of incense and when Zachariah saw him he was troubled and fear fell upon him now there is so much reference to fear of seeing angels, I'm not bloody surprised. You know, a being of light turns up and everyone goes, ah, <laughs> what the hell is this? So I'm not surprised. And nearly every single sentence that angels say, the first, it starts off with, do not be afraid. I love that because that's a reassurance, that's the love energy. The angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. Look, and delivers about John the Baptist. Um, 
and it comes again this is um archangel gabriel and the angel this is sorry luke 1 verse 19 and the angel answered and said to him i am gabriel who stands in the presence of god and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings so angels are they're nice they're good they give us good messages um because then she goes over to mary i'm sorry i said she for the angels um i have heard that angels are asexual they don't actually resonate with male or female which i love because i've always struggled with labels and pigeonholes and male female um which takes back to sexuality work i won't go there today um but the fact that they they appear to you how you are comfortable so if you think that archangel michael michael's usually a name uh sorry a boy's name archangel michael is a strong man with a sword that's cool that's how he is for you um but yeah so the fact i've just slipped out she <laughs> um is that's going to be interchangeable he she um so he he she's talking to mary the angel said to her rejoice highly favored one the lord is with you blessed are you among women do not be afraid mary oh that's it but when she saw him she was troubled at his saying this is of the angel so mother mary's going no i can't say that word caramba <laughs> what is this and considered what manner of greeting this was then the angel said to her do not be afraid mary for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and he and shall call his name Jesus. Well, wouldn't that be amazing if angels came and to told us when we were having a baby each time? Maybe they do. Um, and there's another reference that stood out to me that I will just highlight here. Um, this is in Luke verse, sorry, chapter two, verse nine. I'm not used to. Um, uh, quoting the Bible, hey, can you tell? Um, they are out in the fields, out at night, again, up in the sky. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Yep, so again, it, poor angels are like, everybody we see just goes, ah! So the first thing I've got to say is, don't be afraid, it's okay reassurance i bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people so again i love the fact that angels are accepted so readily and that we have come to a place where we're not afraid to see them i really really hope i'm just gonna, gonna take a sip of tea here guys because we now have dozens and dozens and millions and millions of books all around the world on the bookshelves um, about uh, angels and ascended masters. And I think it's very on par with aliens. They, these are beings from another realm. <laughs> okay, I know aliens aren't depicted with any religion, but they're on the same level as not being of this earth. Apart from earth angels, that's another uh, digression. Um, but yet there's so many people to claim to have seen angels, heard angels, felt angels, work with angels, and um, have shared those experiences. So you think, how can all these people be wrong? Are we all crazy? Have we all seen aliens? Who knows? 
So um, this book by Doreen Virtue, now this became my personal Bible in my early 20s because she lists all um, angels and archangels and ascended masters and I read it cover to cover because I wanted to know who everybody was. Hi Chris, thanks for joining. I've just been reciting the Bible um, and now I've just got a, to Doreen Virtue's books. And in her introduction, she claims that she hasn't actually um, listed all divine beings, but it, she's, she's, she's kind of hit it on the nail here. An ascended master is a great healer, teacher, or prophet who previously walked upon the earth and who is now in the spirit world. Okay, got it. Helping us from beyond. So this linked in with my theory on ghosts, but I'll park that for now. Ascended masters come from all cultures, religions, and civilizations, both ancient and modern. I think that's why I love ascended masters and angels, because they are throughout religion. This is not just limited to Christianity. Um, pagans um, believe in angels too, you know, it brings everybody together. Um, back to her book, they include leg legendary figures such as Jesus, Moses, and Buddha, saints, goddesses, and gods, bodhisattvas, Oh, you think as a Buddhist I would know how to say that. Bodhisattvas, <laughs> divas and deities. Now she claims to have worked with a lot of these angels, archangels, actually for this book, channeled the archangels and asked for messages to come through for this book. And again, when I first read that in my early 20s, I thought, mm, what? <laughs> really? Has she been smoking some crack? Um, but now it's like, oh, yeah, 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 I totally get that. Um, and she goes on to explain archangels because they oversee the rest of the angels. So I really, really love this book. It's a great reference point, especially for beginners. Again, it's Doreen Virtue. She's done so many books, Archangels and Ascended Masters, a guide to working and healing with divinities and deities. And I think the kind of takeaway from today's podcast is I've always made this argument. I'm sorry if you can hear the rain in the background. It's pretty loud in here because we've got color bond roofing. Is um, I have a lot of friends. I've argued this throughout my lifetime, it seems like, that angels don't exist. That's a figment of your imagination. You just want them to be real. Now, this is the argument. If I live my life as if angels exist, and this can go for God as well, um, but I don't like labels. There's so much stigma attached, so I'll just I'll just keep this with about angels. If you believe in angels and they can help you, and you come to your death and there's nothing, it's just kaput, blackout, nothing there. There's no heaven. There's no Valhalla. There's no afterlife. There's no reincarnation. Um, it's just nothing. Well, then I've lived a really happy life with this figment of my imagination, thinking that they're real right no harm in that what if i do actually die having my whole life not believing in their ex existence not asking for their help not working with them just casting them off as now nah, a load of rubbish it's all fluffy it's all a load of bs then i die and go oh crap i was wrong <laughs> you were here to help me all along look at you guys um it's hilarious you think well which would you rather do which would you rather be i think it's not a it's not a case of ignorance um is bliss it's a case of um 
that's how I choose to live my life. And the thing is, this is the most important thing here. I did not just wake up going, okay, I believe in angels or um, it's for my indoctrinated Christianity because there's a lot of my childhood. I remember going to Sunday school. I remember going to stuffy old churches in England and none of it resonated with me at all. I wanted to just go home or play outside in the sunshine. There were no angels there for me. It was it was really rigid and really strict. But I do remember... Um, learning about that and feeling because I know there's clairaudience clairvoyance and with me I'm all about feeling and for example when you walk into a room you don't know why but you just don't like the vibe um you walk into castles where there's a lot of history a lot of torture a lot of death and you get that cold shiver it's not because it's cold in there trust me one room is fine the next room is awful um, and I spent a lot of time in Europe, especially around um, where there were lots and lots of wars, uh, school trips in France and Germany. You feel that, man. You really feel it. Um, anyway, going off topic. Um, so back to angels. So when you have an experience to do with angels or otherworldly beings that you cannot rationalize away, you cannot interpret in your logical mind you cannot explain it there is no other explanation apart from your gut feeling telling you that was an angel so i'll share with you um one of my experience i'm going to go two experiences if you can if you can uh, be patient two experiences of angels and then i will tell the story of my mum seeing an angel which again at the time i thought ah oh, what am i going to do with her now she's absolutely lost the plot what are you doing seeing angels <laughs> i think you just wanted to see an angel um uh yeah so um my first encounter of an angel when i was about 16 17 and i was in a really dark place now um I had left home, moved in with my sister. My, I, had an, I had a month before my exams at college and my sister decided to up and leave to the coast. So my mum lived a couple of hours one direction. My sister was planning on going an hour the other direction. All of my friends, all of my network, everything I knew was where I was. I didn't want to move away from that. And I had a little part-time job in a supermarket. So we've got a month to go for my exams. Tried to move in with my boyfriend, and I was hoping, and he dumped me. So I've got a month for my exams where I should just be focusing on my vision. I'm stressing the shh. Sorry, I didn't say this was explicit. Ex very, very stressed indeed. <laughs> um, having to pack up all my stuff, not knowing where I'm going to go. Um, it was too far to go in either direction because I had all my exams, all of my classes. Um, and all my friends here without any money to support myself and I was the first time before I was 18 before I was you know an adult the first time I had this kind of problem and I remember lying in bed one night it was late at night very dark and I just cried my eyes out I thought I don't know what to do what how am I going to get out of the situation like where am I going to go literally I have nowhere to go <laughs> what I, I don't know how to mentally cope with this. And I was crying and crying and crying, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I started to get a little bit angry. I don't know if sometimes you get in that dark desperation state of your mind and you just go like, God, if there's a God right now, like all these teachings, all this stuff, all this spirituality, all this 
fluffy, you know, woo-woo stuff. I went, right, in my mind, I said, if there is a God, come on. If there is a God, then talk to me. Show me right now. And, of course, there was silence. And it was like, oh, you know, like, of course I'm not going to hear anything because you don't exist. <laughs> I went, if there, and I, I calmed down, like, really sincere, like, with sincerity. And if there is a God right now, like, I really, I'm desperate. I need help. Please help me right now. And in that instant, I absolutely, hand on my life, hand on anyone else, hand on anyone else's life, literally within an instant, the room went from being dark and cold and lonely, and it instantly changed. And it felt like, the, oh, I'm getting goosebumps just saying this, the whole room just felt like it was full of love full of light and angels. I had my eyes closed, I couldn't see anything. It just felt like I wasn't alone anymore. And I had the message, I'm not gonna say it was a voice in my head, but I had a message or a thought that said, everything's gonna be okay. And this just sense of reassurance, just like when your mum gives you a hug, you know, it's like, don't worry darling, it's gonna be okay. And I just thought, but how is it gonna be okay? Like I haven't got any answers to my problems. <sighs> Went to sleep, right? The very next day, I go to college. I'm still in this head fuck. So I swore I, swore I wasn't going to swear today. I'm still mooching around going, oh, what am I going to do? 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 Um, and my best friend came, comes bouncing up to me and she said, you'll never guess what. I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to get your hopes up. And then the answer was no. But I spoke to my parents last night and I asked if you can come and live with us until you finish your exams. And it was just like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, I lived with her for a month, finished my exams, um, and then I could go full-time into employment and get my own little room. So I'm not saying that's a miracle of God. I'm saying that's the first time that I had an experience, a, a, an inexplicable spiritual experience that... Um, I, ju I just know I that it, it was angels it was love it was pure love that feeling of suddenly being alone suddenly to not being alone and it did it felt like there's loads of them in there it wasn't like one visit from an angel it wasn't like the bible it was like hey there's a room full of people in here and everyone's like it's okay we've got love we've got love we've got love and um, I had another one when I was in my early 20s I bought a house became an accountant was living with the guy and I'm not sorry my, my fiance um I bought it was funny we went to this shop and I saw this gorgeous painting of an angel and it's still in England now I actually got a couple of um paintings in gorgeous wooden frames and it was a really sad oh, I remember that's it because it was in a metal frame it was in this really harsh metal frame and this gorgeous picture of um, an angel with brown hair I remember and she's got like leaves in the background and she's looking down and she looks really sad and I was so drawn to this and I thought I've just got to I've got to have that but in our, um, our house it was all warm wood so I said yep I'm gonna buy that but I want a new frame so we got a new frame put the put the new painting in and it hung up on the hallway so you go up the stairs to the second floor and then you had to go past her to get into our bedroom now this is what's really, really trippy. This was a very, very trippy experience because I heard 
angels. <laughs> okay, and again, anyone can just say, oh, it's just a figment of your imagination or, you know, did you have a joint the night before or cheese? Um, you know, you can put it down to anything. But the thing is, when these experiences happen to you and they never ever happen again, you know yourself. You know there is no other explanation. And I, I met my fiance at the time was a gardener. So he was up very early hours in the morning. So he would get up a bit very early, say, you know, um, 4.30 or 5. I'd kind of stir and then go back to sleep. And then I'd get up at 6 o'clock to go to work in the office. So I remember he got up and I stirred and he he left. And for some reason, like I'm, I'm one of those sleepers that when I fall asleep, I just fall asleep in one position and stay that in that position all night. And for some reason, I remember I turned over and faced the door and had my arm out, right? I was very aware of that. And it was that kind of twilight moment where you're in between sleep and not sleep. And you're kind of thinking, am I dreaming or am I awake? Because I'm not quite sure. And it was early hours of the morning, you know, they didn't kind of do stuff. But I went back to sleep. And so I'm in this transitional state, that's all I'll say. And I remember thinking, I can hear something coming from the hallway. And again, being very body aware that I had my hand stretched out and I was lying on his side of the bed, not my bed. And it was like, what is that noise? What is that noise? Like It was very faint and I couldn't quite hear it. And it got louder and louder and louder and louder. And it was like a choir song of angels, literally going, like, like a whole bunch of them and it was getting louder and 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 all of a sudden it was like enough to make me wake up and I dreamt that I opened my eyes and right where my hand was was a little being in front of me and it looked like she was about five years old but I couldn't see her face and then I was searching into her face because I was thinking, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. And there's a little bit more to this story that I won't go into in just a moment. Um, but I was looking for her face, looking for her face. Looking, I was like, who are you? Who are you? What's the message? What's happening here? And, then suddenly, and there was no angel no noise at this time. It's completely silent. And then suddenly I looked and the face was me looking back at myself. And then I did wake up. And you know when you wake up and your heart's pounding and it's like, <sighs> was that a dream? Did it happen? I don't know. And it was completely quiet, normal, you know, background noise. And when I did eventually open my eyes, um, I was in the exact position, rolled over on his side of the bed with my arms stretched out, which never happened again, and it never happened before. And there was stuff behind what that little being was, but the message today was about the angel singing. Like they were, and I swear, I swear it was coming from the painting. Like I could not ever walk past that painting again without thinking <laughs> what power was in that what was that because I felt that strong attraction when I bought it you know it was really really bizarre so anyway so those are my two recounts of, of, of angel experiences and um, to this day I, I can understand when they're that strong and that powerful that our instant reaction is like seeing a ghost and we go ah it's like, what do you want from me? Ah, I'm scared. Because it's not normal. It's not every day. We don't talk about it. Um, 
but when we're talking about angels and it's beautiful i'm now teaching my son about angels i've just started opening up and talking about angels and he says but mummy where are they and i say they're everywhere and he says but i can't see them i said doesn't mean they're not there and it's just like gravity it's just like chi energy physics um these things can exist without having to quotation marks see them and i for one am one who feels them and in my work that i do now we always bring archangels into this um there's so much education about god and goddess uh, shiva shakti they are hindu divinities um archangels it's just so so much more socially acceptable nowadays we usually resonate as a pagan witch i really resonate with um archangel michael there's always one that seems to stand out and my mentor introduced me to hecate who um again can be seen as a queen of the underworld um i really resonate with kali makali who um is seen as a bit of a bitch um but it's not she's the death of one moment and the rebirth of the next one so all of these deities always encompassing they're not good or evil they're all here to help and the thing that i've learned most in my life is that they want to be asked for help but they can't intervene without us asking which goes back to my argument with believing or not believing because if you don't believe them you're never going to feel them you're never going to see them you're never going to ask for help you're never going to have experience if you are open minded like when i was in that pit of despair you know it's so classic if there's a god then hear me now you know talk to me send me a sign because it is i was just so desperate and so frustrated and and felt so much darkness in my life i had nothing else to lose you know i felt like i lost my boyfriend i'm going to lose my job i'm losing my home i'm losing my friends at the right you know a tender age of 17 that's your whole world you know you you don't have that adult um coping mechanism so onto the nice lovely stuff archangel michael i use him a lot to come and protect me because it's like boom get here with your sword i love that you know give us that protective light that love for me and my son especially when i'm ever feeling scared um then i can trust that they're there but to go one step further into our guardian angels I love this. I love the concept that we have our own angels. I love that. And that we can sort of feel their their wings wrap around us if you like to say. And and it's that case of you're never really alone. And I've had a lot a lot of experiences where I feel I can't cope. You know, you're in desperation. You just want to give up. You you you're on that edge point. Can't cope, can't cope, can't cope. Rah, rah. and then something always happens there's always this feeling of love and being embraced and that message you're never alone and it is it's like they're your best friend and they're guiding you and one thing i'd love to share with you before i tell my mum's um story is that you can ask your guardian angel to talk to someone else's guardian angel if you are having a particular issue with somebody on the physical plane now this is assuming that you have a base knowledge of the astral planes and can get your head around the on this physical plane maybe we're not seeing eye to eye but on a spiritual level on another astral plane in another dimension 
we, our souls are connected. We are all connected ultimately. So if, if I can't resolve this with you now in this lifetime, then maybe we'll meet you in another lifetime. But I really want to take action now. I really want to do something and send love and intention to resolve this with peace and love and harmony because that's good for everybody, right? <laughs> Rather than staying pissed off at someone. Sorry, I swore again. Um, yeah, and I've done this quite a lot and it's beautiful because you'll either have a dream of that person or you will feel more peaceful or you'll just let them go energetically. But to kind of say, you know, say for example there's somebody that i really, really love and i can't reach them i can't reach them physically it's like tell my guardian angel like please tell him how much i love him please keep him safe it's a bit like a little prayer you know it's like please talk to his guardian angel and give him a hug put your wings around him please let him know how loved he is and how cherished he is and that things will work out and i just i love that it makes it a little bit more personal than just let us pray for you that's lovely but you're handing over power to a residing god and i the issue that i've always had personally i'm not criticizing christianity but personally it's always depicted as god being an old man with white beard a bit like santa sitting on a cloud up in heaven somewhere judging everybody and that's never ever felt right um but when where there's a guardian angel and you can talk to each other and say, hey, can you go and talk to, can you just give him a message? You know, <laughs> it seems a lot more acceptable and um, yeah, it just resonates. So is there anything out there that has happened for you and resonates for you or experiences for you? Or have you always struggled with getting your head around the idea? A bit like Ghost, the, um, the father of my son, I remember him just saying point blank, ghosts don't exist. And my, my member, my jaw just dropped to the ground. Like, how? You're not even playing with the idea or exploring with the idea that it kind of makes sense that a soul would leave the body. And if they were, um, if it was through suicide or intoxication, um, especially in Europe where I've come from, and there's been so much torture and, and early death, you know, when especially in war times. Um, but the things we used to do to each other, you'd want to come back and haunt someone, wouldn't you? Um, the fact that a soul is trapped between this earth and the other earth, like that's always made sense to me. And again, I think I've seen ghosts as a young child, but I've felt them as an adult, right? But I'm not going to go into that realm because I'm not talking about ghosts. But it, they seem very on, on par to me. So if you can't even get your head around ghosts, how could you then... Unless if you're a Christian and you think, well, they're either going to go to heaven and hell, so then they would depart. I don't know. It's an open conversation. I'd love to he um, hear some feedback on that. Um, but I'll wrap things up. I'm not going to talk for too long today because um, my tea's going cold. Um, I'll tell you about my mum's experience mm. with seeing an angel. Um, let's just try... Bear with, bear with, bear with. Okay, this one. I know, I know, right? <laughs> okay. Um, that's exactly what I did. But when my mum, it was hard to keep a straight face. My mum, my mum told me she visited a friend in hospital with my stepmum. Now, my mum has done transcendental meditation since I was five. 
so I'm 41, you know, so good 35 years of my mum on the spiritual path and growing up around her and being exposed to a lot of alternate <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I was going to say wisdom, teachings, stuff. And I remember as an, being a teenager being very angry and going, why can't you just be normal like everyone else's mum? So, yeah, so a lot of things I heard were like, oh, here we go again, you know, eyes rolling. But I tried to keep a straight face and go, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, again, it's not my experience. How can I judge that or criticise it? And they're in hospital, so both my mum and stepdad, um, I don't know the years of this. I did ask if I could tell the story today because I really wanted to get her on the show. Um, but she's back in England on a different time zone, tucked up in bed with a cold. Um, so, yeah, they were visiting a friend. And I'm sure they were there. If I remember correctly, they were sitting on the edge of the bed. And um, so this is my stepdad as well. So the fact there's two of them, I'm like, okay, you're both crazy. You're both making this up. Um, and I don't know what they were doing at the time. But yeah, they just looked over and it was down the hallway along a corridor. It wasn't right in front of them. But I think my mum looked up first and saw this angel, this being of light. And she kind of nudged my stepdad and went, can you see what I'm, I am I can see? And he looked up and it was like, uh, yes, I can. And they saw an angel. And I was, it's funny even though I disbelieved them, I was always jealous. And I've always thought, I want to see an angel. That's not fair. I, I believe in angels too. I want to see one. <laughs> um, because how awesome would that be? It's like there's no denying it then. When you can see with your own eyes, there's no denying, there's no doubting. Boom, it's right there in front of you. Um, so... Yeah, again, I really wish that I had her on the show to tell that story in her own words. Um, but she gave me permission, and that, to my best memory, Mum, I really hope that that was the recount of it. Because I wanted to ask Mum how they felt. How did they feel when they saw the angel? Um, and what did it look like? Was it just like a... I'm sure they said it was... They knew it was an angel because there, was, there, was, there were no legs. It was, they were hovering over the floor. Um... But they knew it was an angel because it was pure white light. And um, I wonder, I just have in my head that they were visiting someone. Like that angel was there to visit. It wasn't visiting my mum. Like they just happened to see the angel. Because, again, once you open up these areas in your kind of, I'm going to call it your spiritual brain. Um, once you're open to seeing these things then you're more accepting of them. Do you remember there's a really good uh, DVD called What the Bleep? And it mentions in there that you're, you confirm your reality every day, you know, by, by what you believe in. And there's a depiction in there that I really, uh, I remember so poignantly about, um, I think, Indians or, you know, indigenous people had never seen a ship. So when the ships came from the horizon, they literally didn't see them because they, they weren't in their reality until they were too late and, and they were right in front of them and men were coming out and um, attacking them. And you, it, it just makes sense. You're like, well, yeah, if you'd never even seen a ship and a ship comes towards you, 
you wouldn't know, you wouldn't identify that. It's like, what's that object? It's an unidentified object. Is it an object? Is it there? I can't see it. Because they just look at the sea and it's always the sea. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go down the rabbit hole on that one. Um, I'll leave you with that. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love angels. I'm really glad that I've had taken this opportunity to talk about angels because I can't even say the word without smiling. And a little fun fact for you, my first ever tattoo when I was 16, oh, a little rebel, I did it when I was underage. Um, I went in and I wanted a heart. I actually wanted from Betty Boop, I wanted a heart on my bum cheek. And um, I thought that'd be really cool and cute and kind of perky and kind of sexy. And we went in there and he said, uh, okay, pull your pants down then. And I, when I did not think this through, no, <laughs> um, keeping my underwear on. And I said, okay, well, well, let's put it on my thigh then, on the outside of my, the top of my thigh. And I uh, saw this design. It was a bit like an old, um, uh, what were they called? Like a shipmate's tattoo. And um, it was a heart with a rose at the top and it had a name banner. And I said, oh, what name am I going to have on it? And my boyfriend at the time, he was 21. And he said, oh, I could put my name. And I went, no. Any other name apart from yours? <laughs> Not that stupid. Um, and he said, okay, angel, because you're an angel. I was like, oh, yeah. And then the guy said to me, so is that A-N-G-L-E? That's how you spell it? And I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> no, I would have an angle written on me for the rest of my life. Um, and then there's a little cheeky uh, shake on the A where I actually laughed because it was tickling me because I had to stand up for this tattoo back in those days and um, it, it kind of squiggled the line. And unfortunately, I had it covered over with a red rose. But that was my first ever tattoo. It was, was a heart with angel written on it. So I've always loved the concept of angels. I've loved the ideas of angels. I just love the fact that they could be here as a friend. And, and very quickly, I mentioned earth angels. Have you ever met someone completely random and you're just left thinking, I was definitely meant to meet that person at that time to hear that message. And then phew, they seem to just disappear. Um, I swear I have met earth angels. Um, I had a very profound conversation on a train once. I ended up going in the wrong direction. And I had to quickly jump off the train. <laughs> and again, it wasn't because I wanted to believe. It was literally because someone just, they just appeared in front of me, had this really amazing chat. And it was like I was under some kind of spell and then realized where I was going and had to um, get back into the um, real world. Uh, lots of things happened in my early 20s because I feel they're, they're, my filters were coming down. You know, um, I was really open to exploring what is out there. Whereas now, I just take for granted and go, oh, Archangel Michael, can you come and help me right now? Um, you know, thank you. Um, and so it is. Um, and it's that affirmation. It's that, oh, I know it's you because I've been working with you a long time and I really feel you. And sometimes you can feel hot. You can feel like a heat energy if they're near you. I've also heard that you can get the smell of flowers now this has happened a lot to me and I'll talk briefly about angel numbers um, because it's their way of letting us know that they are near us now again inexplicable I could be sitting right here in my living room 
There are no flowers here whatsoever. I have plants, but none of them have flowers on. There's no perfume, there's no fragrances, there's no incense sticks, there's nothing. All of a sudden, if I'm thinking of an angel and then poof, I'll get a smell of, or maybe I'm not thinking of an angel, um, I'll just get this fragrance. I'm like, oh, like where did that come from? It happened to me the other day in the kitchen. So I was washing up in the kitchen and the sink. There's no flowers there at all. And then I had this really intense smell and, it, and I just smiled and thought, is that an angel? Are you letting me know that you're close? And again, if I'm absolutely batshit crazy, then let me be happy and batshit crazy. You know, like what's the harm in thinking that? Um, as long as I'm not taken away in a straitjacket. Um, but angel numbers, again, this is huge. And you could argue that it's an industry. You could argue all day long. You could be a cynic about everything and say it's just a money-making industry and there's too many people that want to believe in nice fluffy stuff. And yeah, you know, life can be pretty S-H-I-T. Um, try not to swear too much um, and we want to believe in higher beings we want to believe in, a, in in all these like love and light stuff but it's more than that it is a feeling it is a gut instinct a genuine feeling that comes through every time for us and angel numbers have seen a profound increase because our world is digital because we're all, we've got sorry, iPhones we've got phones we've got laptops we've got um uh, notebooks, iPads, um, and the amount of times I have glanced at numbers, and and it's for no reason. I'm not thinking what what's the time. I'll suddenly just oh boom. I'll just look at the clock, look at my screen, look at the phone, whatever it is. I'll just think oh, and the amount of times they usually they're usually palindromes, which is a symmetrical number. So it would be uh, twenty one twelve. The amount, I can't tell you, and the amount of times my friends are like, oh, I, I always look at the clock and see 444 or 555 or 1111. You know, it, it just, and if you go with it and look up the meaning, and again, where's the meaning come from? It's been channeled by somebody else. So it's trusting that process that it's a channeled message from spirit. And may that be from God or whatever label you want to put on it, um, there it is. But the amount of times that meaning is so profound and you go, oh, yes, that makes so much sense. Yes, I needed to hear that message right now. Yes. And like all of mine lately have been like, you're on the right path. Keep going. We can see how much work you're doing. You know, we congratulate you. You're going to be supported. It's the same consistent message no matter what number I get. And it's amazing. And my, my friend, um, actually, we do this with Ellen. She'll always say, did you know you sent me the message at 8, 8, 18? And then she'll send me the, the meaning of the number. And you're like, oh, look at that. I had no idea. <laughs> I just pick up the phone and you know, record a message and send it, not even looking at the time. So, yes, that's another way that they are trying to communicate with us. I mean, can you imagine being an angel? How frustrating it would be as an angel. You're like, man, no one can see us. No one can hear us. Nobody's asking for help. Like, what's the point of even being here? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> We're here to help. You're having this really hard existence being a human, being on Earth, all, all the planets in the galaxies. This is the most tough, horrendous planet to be on. There's some dark shit going on here, right? And we chose this life to incarnate and have this experience as a human being. Somewhere in the cosmos, it happened. 
you know, wherever, wherever, wherever that was uh, in the room with our parents or whether they just decided or whether they had a mistake, whatever it is that made us happen. And they can't help us. So if we can ask the help, and the amount of times I've struggled with something, and then as soon as I've, um, my brain is in overload, I'm like, how do I do this? How do I problem solve? What's my way out? How can I That's all kind of ego. It's what we've been taught at school. Um, the mind processing, it's our left brain. If you suddenly let that go and go, oh, angels, can you help? Because I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I don't. I can't figure this out. I don't even know if you exist. But if you're real, can you help me out? The amount of times you will see a result, you will feel a result, and something miraculous will happen time and time and time again. And that can be on a small scale or a big scale. If it can be, a, it can be just as much as getting a car parking space. You know, and you're like, angels, come on, I really believe in this. Find me a car parking space right outside the front door today. Boom, it will be there. I used to do this a lot and I used to teach martial arts and I had a lot of equipment and I'd come home late at night. There would be, especially England, it's so crowded. And people would often double park because they're that desperate. And um, every single night, there'd be a park right outside. And, and people would go, how do you do it? And, and you just sort of smile because you go, if you talk, if you go around all day going, ah, it's my angels, man. <laughs> They think you're smoking pot all day. Um, but, yeah, you know, you just have a little knowing smile and it's like, because I believe it's going to happen. Um, so, and there's so many, many other miracles that I could share. And, again, it's like I should have I should have been killed at least a couple of times. I really should. And I came out with scrapes. And you do you just think, I really believe there's a higher power that's looking out for me um, because that's not my time yet. So um, beautiful, beautiful things. If you can embrace angels, archangels, and the ascended masters, and you can call upon them whenever you want to, and you can, what it was, that, what I started to do, especially at the beginning of this journey, um, and I say that for my spiritual, spiritual journey, you know, I spent a lot of time in Byron Bay, and I would meditate, and go, okay, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, I don't really know if you exist. So I'm just going to be really still in meditation and see who comes through. And I actually, I can say I met Jesus. I had an encounter with Jesus. I really felt like he came and spoke to me. Now, there's, no, again, no reason why I would have chosen him um, because... Um, I wasn't drawn to the Bible at all when I was young. Mm. I was really kind of turned off by um, by how strict religion was. It was very depressing, like I said before. Very uh, strict. It was all doom and gloom back in the UK, back in the 80s. Um, so, yeah, so why did Jesus just pop into my mind? And, and they are. It's like you have these profound experiences when you can stop the constraints of your everyday life, whether that's going on retreats, whether that is just going off traveling on your own and spending time on your own, um, to realize that you're not going crazy. You're just creating space for other experiences and, and you can you can dismiss it all you like and say, I just have, must have imagined it. But when these things keep happening time and time again, and you know in your heart that they're not, it's not 
a coincidence. It's not your imagination. You're not going mad. You're not going crazy. And in fact, other people have lots and lots of similar experiences. Then you start to believe and you go, maybe there is something in this. So I'm not, I'm not out there trying to convert everybody into believing angels, but they exist and you should believe in angels. Um, it's a beautiful life and a beautiful world when you can embrace them and um, they can be with you at any given point, any given time. Um, and everybody's got their own guardian angel. And you know what's really beautiful? Are we going to, um, there's a little fairy garden that somebody's just created off their own back, opposite their house, um, not too far from here. And um, there's a little section in the garden that's put aside for children who have died. Um, and you know, it always all gets you, um, chokes you up when you're a parent, especially all these little babies who have died so young, they haven't had their life. And it's a really special little place that I take my son sometimes. And there is a feeling there. And you do, you see these little angels and I'm even, you know, going to some graveyard sometimes. And it's funny when we're not dashing from one office to the next or in the rat race or being distracted by social media or TV or entertainment. And we can go to these quiet places there are feelings of other beings and whether that is, you know, little nature sprites or fairies or um, angels, you know, I think the way I'm going to finish this podcast today is by saying there's definitely more to life than just us humans. And whether that's in the form of angels, whether they're asexual, whether they're male or female, whether they talk to us, whether they don't, whether they do exist, whether they're fairies, who knows. Um, but your life is definitely more fulfilled when you do believe in them and you can work with them and ask for help. And when I do card readings in the packages and programs and courses that I run, it's amazing the messages that come through. And I pick, rather than angels, I have um, deities and goddesses and say, okay, who wants to come in and help with, help us today? It's the goddess of this or the goddess of that. Or deities, we've got Buddha in there, Mother Mary, um, all of them. So then that's another opportunity for uh, an ascended master to come in and say, okay, do you want to help me? And that's what I was going to say, Merlin. There is a phase in my time, I worked very closely with Merlin. I actually, I'd sit in meditation and go, okay, I want to, draw some people in, uh, people, draw, draw Ascended Masters in. I don't know who though. And it would always be Merlin. Um, I haven't worked with Merlin for a while. So the fact he's just come back up and I'm back into my witch studies and uh, magic. Um, oh my God, I really love that. I do have some really nice angel cards and um, they're good for, they're called Angel Answers, again by Doreen Virtue. She's got her own little freaking brand going on there um and they're for angel answers like if you they're good for me personally for i need a yes or no answer so if i say oh uh am i doing the right thing by not talking to this person and i want to hear a yes or a no and sometimes because there's quite a few cards it could be reconsider or another time <laughs> you know and i'm like God, just give me a direct answer um but that's another way there's so many different ways that we can communicate to them 
um, of them to, through to us. So um, we can just talk and have intention and um, have a thought where we're just like, can I have a little chat with you, Angel? <laughs> can you help me right now? Um, but we can't hear them as much and we get, well, we delivered the message through numbers. So look out for numbers, um, smells, um, thoughts, feelings. I think sometimes if we go hot, sometimes when my mum said if someone, if you feel like a little tickle at the top of your head, um, sometimes that can be an actual other energy entity that's attached to you if it's all the time and you may want to cut the cord and ask someone like Archangel Michael to come in and get rid of that because we can pick dark energies up if we are, uh, I mean, certain circumstances, so I won't um, go too much into that. Um, but also there's things like oh, white feathers. They're supposed to be um, signs and I always have to smile if I see some days, some days, especially when I'm feeling like, oh, I suddenly see white feathers everywhere. Like if I go for a run outside, you go, oh, I've done the same run in the same place, don't see one damn feather. The time that I'm thinking I really need help right now, see feathers everywhere. And I just always smile and go, ah, oh. <laughs> of course, I always forget to talk to my angel, don't I? I forget, we just book it in like a little meeting. Um, yeah, sometimes I've even like a tap on the shoulder and that's freaked me out because you think, oh, is that some gremlin? Is that a ghost for someone to get me? But it is, it's like literally something like they're trying to get your attention. Um, and yeah, like I, I think the reason why I haven't seen an angel is that if I did, I'd absolutely poo-poo myself. <laughs> I would absolutely like, ah! it'd be too much for me. Even though I really, really want to see one, it would be too much. Just like a ghost, just like an alien, you know? Um, I just be like, ah! um, Although saying that, I think I did see um, a ghost the other night. It wasn't a ghost. It was something. There was something there. But anyway, I, I've gone on for too long. So thank you. Thank you, Chris, for holding out if you've listened this far. Uh, you deserve a medal. Um, ching. And um, next week we'll be back with Ellen. So don't despair. She hasn't abandoned me. and I'm not on my own. Um, <laughs> sound effects. That's what's all about ghosts, okay? Um, so we'll be back next week. We will be picking a topic out of the witch's hat. Um, it will be on a Tuesday. That's going to be our day moving forward, and it will be in the morning. So thank you again. Um, if you have any gorgeous stories about angels, please let us know, and we can share them next week. All right. Thank you again.